This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Mole from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. So today what we're going to talk about is capital notes, but more specifically capital bank notes. Why it's important is it's one of the founding frameworks on how how banks continue to operate. So let me explain. And you may come to instances where you actually want to invest in something like this and your friend might advocate for it or you come across someone that says, hey, this is really how you make a quick buck. And I'm here to break the news for you. This is not a way to make a quick buck and it's very high-risk investment. But once again, I know people might go out there, so I want you to be educated and go in with your eyes open. So to explain a capital bank note, um, you just break it down. What is capital? Capital is basically assets or money, like wealth. What is my capital? So then you've got banks, so it has something to do with banks, and then you've got note. So something's being notarized to indicate that there's capital with the bank. So you combine all those things together, basically what it is is a loan to the bank and it has certain unique arrangements that go with it. So to think why a bank might do that, first you need to understand the tier system. So there's tier one, tier two, and there isn't tier three, um, but I'm going to include it just to simplify things because I saw a great analogy uh, with the wedding cake. So Think of tier one with a wedding cake is the top, tier two is the middle, and tier three, that's not actually a thing, is the bottom. So you take off the top two, put them to the side, and you're going to share the cake with everyone, and think of tier three as basically the deposits that are made by clients of the bank. So they give the money to the bank. The reason that's the bottom is because everyone can get that. Everyone can access that. So basically, at any point, people lose trust in the bank, or they could disappear. So... For, to keep the regulatory bodies happy, the bank needs to have some level of security in Tier 2 and Tier 1 because the, the base can just go at any time and it's a basis of trust. So Tier 2 um, is for the people that you know are special enough to be a part of it, but they're not quite at the Tier 1. So basically uh, what that includes uh, is basically you think about it as capital banknotes as an example. So it's the parts of the bank that isn't easily accessible, so it's not easy to liquidate. Basically, it's not easy to sell to get the money, but it's easy enough for it to be classed as tier two. Um, so that would include hybrid security, so somewhere between a share and a bond, somewhere between a loan and uh, equity, and it can be changed between them, um, or a capital bank note. So that's tier two. That's the part that, okay, we're going to include this in the security of the bank, so it's ticking the regulatory box, but it's not quite as good as tier one, which is tier one is basically the heart of the business, which is cash. What reserves do they have in the form of cash? 
and also what equity capital do they have. So equity is a stake, so you own a percentage of something, and capital, you own a stake in money or a stake in the asset. So equity capital, think of it as basically um, the bank may issue shares, those shares the shareholders pay to buy, and that leads to cash. So basically the business has got access to equity capital, so that's tier one because it's a lot more accessible and they've also got reserves, so that's how they tick the box. So that's the wedding cake analogy to explain sort of the banking system and their levels of uh, the tiered levels of regulatory ticking, we'll call it. Now, to, to reach that threshold and not be insolvent, the bank might issue what's called a capital bank note. So they may issue, say, hey, look, I would like some money. I'll give you this in return for your money. The common features of a capital bank note include um, clauses where basically the bank can change the interest. They can be like, oh, I don't feel like paying that amount of interest. I'm not going to. Or, hey, I'm not going to pay your interest at all. Um, so, and then the other clauses, they might have an agreement where, hey, like if you, um, if you use our bank note, then we'll turn it into a share at the end. The problem with that is like, okay, what if the share fluctuates? You know, okay, the term comes and they're like, okay, we're going to transfer this as a share. Um, but the share price has gone down, so they don't necessarily benefit in the best way that they could. Um, <clears throat> there's there's other things. So there's um, there, there's um, I'm struggling with words today. But basically, the idea is that the bank the bank is the one that has all the benefit. The bank is the the person that's going to do well out of this. So they're going to add these little clauses um, to protect them. So for example. It might say subordinated, which basically means um, what we learned in the last episode is about seniority. So um, with a with a loan, there's different seniority. So basically, hey, we prioritize the paying down of this. When, sub- when it's subordinated, it's saying, hey, you're one of the last creditors that will pay. So it's not, not a fun position to be in. Um, there's also terms like perpetual or no fixed maturity date. Um, basically the same thing is just saying like, oh, well, we don't have to pay it off at any point. It's just free reign. We're just going to roll with it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is a very, very um, confusing and challenging uh, thing to sort of understand because there's all, all these little clauses that benefit the bank at your expense. The other thing is it's quite often listed on an exchange, so NZX. So it's like, okay, we've got these capital bank notes. Um, they're on the exchange. But then suddenly people lose trust because the bank said, hey, we're not going to pay it back. Or, hey, we're not going to do a buyback, which is basically saying, hey, at the end of the debt, we're going to buy it back with some shares. They just changed their mind. And then people lose trust. And when people lose trust, they freak out and they sell. So then the value of that capital bank note has gone down because the competition or the other people that were potentially interested in it don't really want to buy it. So the value of it's no longer what you hoped it could be. So this wasn't the most effective and well-explained um, episode because it's obviously in lockdown. My flatmate just decided to start vacuum, vacuuming a room, um, and it distracted me. So yeah, that, that's the idea of what a capital bank note is. There, there's other things that um, come along uh, with that that are similar products. You know, like hybrid securities, uh, for example. You you might have um, preferred. Uh, preferred shares, preferential shares, which basically means uh, you've got shares um, and because you're special and you help them out more, 
they're saying, and before we pay everyone else the dividends that they get, so before we pay everyone else a percentage of our profit, we're going to pay you first. You get preferential treatment. You go first. Um, so, yeah, I can do better than this, unfortunately. Uh, but that, that's uh, an introduction to it. Wedding cakes, tier one and tier two. Risky instrument, can fluctuate, gives all the banks the benefit, and it's quite complex to understand at times. And uh, there you go. I hope that helped. And uh, thanks for listening. And once again, NZ Audio Editors. Uh, com makes us sound better it doesn't make the content better but it makes it sound better so that counts for something <laughs> all right thanks guys and then if you're able to give us a review uh, just appreciate it. it just gives people more opportunity uh, to learn about investing and and finance and we just want to improve the financial literacy of a nation and this just it gives them the accessibility for free so we really appreciate that and uh, thanks for suffering through that one cheers guys